There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and I pay my respects to their elders past and present. I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples listening here today. Sovereignty was never ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Reclaim Me. I'm your host, Madeline Heather. Reclaim Me is a true crime podcast told by those at the centre of those crimes, the victim survivors. The general public often hears stories of victim survivors through the lenses of perpetrators or the media, and we're changing that narrative here. These interviews are raw and honest, so a word of warning is necessary as discussion and topics may be triggering or distressing for some listeners, so please use your discretion. If you need help or support, please see the suggested resources in the show notes of this episode or contact your local crisis service. Hello fam and welcome back to another episode of Reclaim Me. This week I'm so thrilled to have Raquel Desabels O'Brien back to share part two of her story. So if you haven't already listened to part one, please head back to last week's episode as we will be jumping straight back in where we left off. It's a heartwarming and hopeful discussion that shows us the many faces of trauma and healing and really proves that there is so much life after abuse. So without any further ado, let's jump straight back into part two with Raquel. You said before as well that your brother made a a song called Silent Waves. Where did the name for the podcast come from? So the name of the podcast, it was Georgina Savage co-creator we were sitting around in a table and we were talking about as you were mentioning before this wave effect how it feels like a wave crashes and then there's this calming ocean and then another wave comes and crashes and it's a calming ocean and also how the waves of breaking silence at the time the me too movement was happening so we were seeing waves of people breaking silence and the ripple effect that had on other people in the telling of their stories so it just seemed so appropriate to call the podcast silent waves and also on another level it's like these waves you're never going to stop the waves from happening they're going to come and if you associate water with your emotions then what can we do as people in our stories as the main characters of our stories surf the waves learn how to surf, you know, learn how to ride the wave, the wave of the emotion. And that way it won't come crashing on top of you and you're feeling like you're suffocating at the bottom of the ocean or drowning in your emotions. So all of that on another level was for me what it was about, about, hey, this is my life experience. There's no way of getting out of it. I can't go back in time and cancel it all out. I'm a living, breathing person who's gone through all of this 
there's no escaping that fact. So how about I just try to turn lemon, I just try to make lemonade out of lemons. Let's, let's try this. Let's try this. Cause at the time, as I said, I was only 24 years old and I thought I'm way too young to be this depressed. (laughs) Like I've got, I'm going to be here for at least another 75 years. I'm planning to live to a hundred. So come on. I can't live the rest of my life like this. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to surf these waves. I'm going to give it my best shot. It's so eloquently said. And I love a metaphor. I love the images it brings to my mind. And it's just so powerful. I love that so much. And it's so much more eloquent than I say it because I always refer to it like, like, you know, the world's never going to stop throwing shit at you. And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) So, but it's exactly that. It's exactly that. (laughs) I like your metaphor better. So I'm going to be using that from now on. And it's important what you said as well. Our experiences are so so diverse. So what works for me is not going to work for everyone. But if if I can connect with someone who's listening, then at least they will hear it and take it on board. But we've all got to find our own ways of going about processing our story. Because if we don't start controlling our responses to our experiences they will control us and i was i was someone who was controlled by my narrative to the point where i was perpetuating a cycle of abuse do you know what i mean so when i became physically abusive and i don't hear many people talking about this element of survivors if other people are having these experiences i'm really interested to know cuz based on my research Every other experience and emotion I've had seems to be corroborated in the collective, but I don't hear people talking about this physical element of blackout rage. So for me, it was really, really important for myself and in my relationships to become self-accountable and be resilient because I was harming others. So um, I guess that's why it was so important in my case to do what I did. Yeah. And so Silent Waves comes out, it's all finished. You know, you've gone through that whole rigmarole, you've taken that box off the shelf and then you go, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to move to the Amazon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So random. Uh, It was actually a childhood dream. It was always a dream to move to Brazil. I didn't work out. I ended up ending the relationship with my my partner at the time. And I was stuck in this space of my whole identity was I'm Raquel and I'm a survivor. It's almost like you would meet me and I would say, I'm Raquel. I'm a survivor of child sexual abuse. I'm this. I did this. I'm this. This is who I am. Look at me, everybody. And I was like oh, shit, I feel like I'm lying to myself. Um, I'm actually not as okay as I thought I was going to be. I guess as well, once the whole production ended and Georgina went off and continued with her whole life, I realized, wow, this has been my whole life for the past two and a half years and I have no idea who I am beyond this narrative. I literally don't know who I am and that terrifies me. I've presented myself in a certain light. 
um, let's say that I, I needed to become this character that was, as I said, this fierce, strong survivor who was healed. And I thought, I've presented myself in this light. I know I'm capable of reaching that point. But while I'm stuck in this environment, I'm not going to get there. I need a radical change right now. So within four months, I decided I'd spoken enough for that moment in time. I didn't want to keep rehashing the story on other people's platforms. I just wanted to go silent again and reflect on what the hell had just happened, right? And so I was like, well, moving to Brazil and four months later, I moved to Brazil. I've been here for going on five five minutes, five years now, (laughs) five minutes. (laughs) I've been here for five minutes. It's great, Maddie. (laughs) I love that because it sounds like it's the place you needed to go in your life at that point and it sounds really healing. And you mentioned before ayahuasca, what's mm. what's the kind of, I guess, healing journey been for you um, or this finding who Raquel is outside of the survivor narrative? What's that been like uh, since you've moved? Yeah, so coming here and speaking a different language, no one knew who I was or what my story was. So I felt like I was able to build on who I am from a point that I didn't need to talk about my past to give them context of why I was how I was. I just wanted them to take me for who I am right now. And so that in itself was really really liberating at first. Um, Ayahuasca is a plant medicine uh, from the Amazon region. So as I said, my my mom is from here. I was taken to a ceremony by one of my best friends who lives here. And she said, hey, I want to take you to this ceremony. And it was this profound experience that I had a conversation with my psyche, really, my, my own mind conversing with myself. And what I realized is that I still hadn't forgiven myself. I was still feeling the weight of responsibility about what my father did and who he was. And because by the time I found out about who he really was and what he really did, he had already transitioned. He'd already passed away. I was never able to have that conversation with him. So really what I was wanting to do was have that conversation with myself. So I started drinking ayahuasca um, in a ceremonial sense in the Amazon um, sporadically And through that, it was this life-changing experience for me, at least, where I was able to go into the depths of my psyche and work on my healing in a different way and with a different energy, coming from a point of forgiveness, because I felt like I hadn't reached that point. I hadn't released my rage and my um, resent and my shame for what had happened to me. And I was in the place where the person that abused me was from. So culturally, there were so many triggers, as you can imagine. Brazil is about 15 years behind with the discussion on sexual abuse as well. So I was able to start fresh and also after a few years, start helping people in my inner circle with their story and understanding their experiences and sharing what I'd learned about grooming, for example, or coercive control and helping in my own way, but on a real grassroots level. I never really wanted 
to become anyone in the public sphere from Silent Waves. For me, I wanted to basically be faceless so that people could hear themselves in my story and just allow it to be just that. I never wanted to become anyone from the making of that. So to be able to leave that environment and become anonymous in a new space and work on my healing in my own way and get to the point where I'm today that I really, I I could really sit down and talk about just about anything about that story. And it doesn't, I don't leave the conversation feeling weighted down. I always leave feeling inspired. I feel like I've reached the point, thank God, where the past doesn't dictate my present anymore. And that way I can step back into the past and use it to help other people in whatever, whatever phase they're at in their own, in their own story line. Cause it's everyone's at a different phase. Right. But ayahuasca, I, I guess you must've heard a lot of people, some celebrities talking about it and everyone seems to have these real profound experiences from the medicine and just imagine doing that but in the Amazon rainforest it's mind-blowing yeah well because I've only really heard about the use of ayahuasca in terms of you know mostly in terms of healing and in uh, South American specifically like ceremonies and I was backpacking through South America and I remember this was a number of years ago I met this guy who was an American war veteran and he was probably 35 at the time and he was really struggling he'd also had a traumatic brain injury um and he had come there for that specific reason um and the fda etc are doing tests on the use of things like that and um i think psilocybin it's the active form in mushrooms um like it's mm-hmm. an active ingredient mm-hmm. in mushrooms where people can microdose that and utilize that in different ways i'm not somebody that likes feeling outside of my body and I don't know but I would be open to 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 doing that because I've heard so many wonderful things about the healing opportunities that you can get from that and the different perspectives and it just sounds like it's been so transformative for you to be able to to go through that in a different way and to you know it just it sounds really really amazing yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's not for everyone, obviously. It works really well for me. And I'm just a huge proponent of whatever works on your own healing journey. Because as we mentioned before, it really is lifelong. And I think when I finished making Silent Waves, I fell into the trap of thinking that I had healed myself through the telling of my story. And so a week or so after it, when all of those emotions were still present, and I still found myself in these holes of depression. I was like, oh my gosh, I think I need to stop telling myself that there's an end point because I keep thinking I've crossed the finish line. And so every time it starts again, it's hurting and affecting me more because I thought I'd pass through it. So now it's more just about different things work at different phases and you've got to kind of go with the flow. You can't think that, you know, you can't think that seeing the same therapist for 20 years is going to be enough. Sometimes you got to move forward and beyond and try different things. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah. And I guess in that as well, like you're acknowledging that, you know, healing is lifelong. And, you know, I think that's this misnomer with that term healing, because when I think healing, I think, you know, an inflammatory response to a cut or a bruise or something. And so scientific, yes. <laughs> yeah. Because the, out- the outcome of that is the outcome of that is a healed thing. It's not there anymore. There's no sign of it anymore. And that's not what this journey is for people mostly. It's not, you're not going to have these experiences of child sexual abuse um, or incest or, you know, the fact that your father's abused people and and all of those things confounding and for anybody listening, whatever your journey yourselves is and how that not be something that you think about from time to time and at least it gets you down at a bare minimum from time to time. And that's that I think it perpetuates this feeling of, like you said before, we're we're completely empathetic, but it feels shit to not. Mm. Sometimes I think it feels really shitty when you step back into a place where you're like, I thought I'd passed this. And it's like, no, I think what we need to talk yes. about is this continual narrative where sometimes things are going to happen in your life. Sometimes random things will trigger you and that's okay but when you stop looking at it as, you know, you're going to get to a certain point and you're done and you start to look at it as more opportunity to continually improve, you have a space there where you don't fail. It's just continuing to try things. Exactly, exactly. Not setting yourself up for failure because we are so hard on ourselves when we feel like we've gone backwards. And because, as we were saying, the empathy and our self-perception of where we need to be and how we need to get through it, we tend to set ourselves up for failure. And if we can just release that judgment, the whole process 
it's like a moisturizer. It becomes a little softer. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> so you've spent all of your your time there. You've moved over there, and then now you've got a new project called Unfiltered, and I have subscribed. I'm listening to you in my ears Thank every you, week. I love the interviews. We're just laughing before we started recording. You, what was his name again? Joe Kennedy. Joe Kennedy. So you interviewed this wonderful former NCIS agent, Joe Kennedy, and it was just, it was great. But I I was also laughing because he had this such thick American accent. He kept calling you (laughs) Raquel. It was just, (laughs) it was an amazing, amazing interview though. And, you know, I saw you interviewed Laura Richards, who's somebody that I've followed for years. And I can't tell you the glee with which I was like, Laura Richards. (laughs) Yes. Uh, she's oh incredible as well fangirling yes. i'm fangirling over <laughs> you i'm fangirling over her there's just things that i i actually stopped washing the dishes because i listened to it when i'm doing my housework and it was just <laughs> so amazing i love the podcast i love your questions you have these profound questions and you're so mm. uh intellectual in the way that you bring things around and together and you're so I just love the way that you speak and the way that you interview. It's such a, a wonderful podcast and I'm I'm really enjoying it. Do you mind, yeah, I guess sharing how did it start? How's it going? And yeah, a little bit more about that. Thank you so much. That's so incredible to receive that feedback. So I really, really appreciate your words there. Thank you, Maddie. You know, I'm a huge fan of Reclaim <laughs> Me as well. I love what you're doing. So the feeling's mutual is what I'm trying to oh. say. So basically, how did it start? So Case File ended up picking up Silent Waves to put on their podcast podcasting platform, Case File Presents, back in 2018. From that point, I established a connection, a friendship with the host, the anonymous host of Case File. And over the years, we would have these real long philosophical conversations about life and whatnot. And we would share things about my story. He would share things about his story. And we established a connection, basically. And from those conversations, he would say to me every now and again, Raquel, you should you should try your own show. And I said, funny, no. So he would say that. Two years went by and he kept saying that. Why don't you just start interviewing people, try out a show on the platform? And I said, oh, I mean, you've been asking me for two years. I I guess I'm here teaching English. Why am I saying no again? Like, why do I keep saying no to this opportunity? I was like, but I've never done it before. I'm not a journalist. I have no qualification in the field of interviewing. So I guess I was terrified about the opportunity. But he gave me the opportunity and he was my first interview. And he ended up sharing parts of his own story that he'd never before shared publicly So that in itself, I said, even if it's just to share your story, let's do it. And then that that concept evolved into me interviewing people about justice and transformation. 
And it's important for me to interview people from all walks of life and expose myself to all kinds of perspectives. Because at the end of the day, I never want to fall into a trap of thinking that I've come up with an answer to something that can't be refined by a better answer coming from someone else. So that's kind of what Unfiltered is about. And I interview all types of people. Laura Richards was amazing. I did a lot of interviews with people who had spent time locked up for crimes that they didn't commit, people for crimes they did commit but had decided to transform their lives. So I was learning a lot. I ended up flying to LA to do some interviews and it was just an incredible experience. It's been an incredible experience. And I'm learning a lot because I'm sure, as you know, Maddie, how hard it is to interview someone and hold that space and keep a conversation flowing. It's not easy. No. And you've got such a a wide range of people you're interviewing. I think one of the best ones as well so far was the the guy who does the crime scene cleaning. That was so interesting, you know, and it, Giles. It, it was just amazing. And it was just, and I think that that it's right. And you can tell that you've really thought through the questions that you're asking. And I think that it's really, it is just really amazing. And you've got these amazing interview skills. So I know what you mean, but there is no, I think you learn on the spot as well and being empathetic people and having that background, I guess, and being empathetic, you you learn to read people and you're involved in the conversation and something will just click and you go bang straight onto the next question. And it's, yeah, I think that you're doing such a good job with it though. And I'm really enjoying listening. Thank you so much. And Laura Richards actually said to me, she said, curiosity is the key. Like, I think that when you enter this space and you have your idea of the structure of how you want it to flow and then keep curious and respond to those little gold nuggets that people give you. And just to have people open up um, and share things that sometimes they've never before shared, it's an honor. I don't take it lightly. So I just want to transmit that. I love storytellers and I love listening to stories. So it's it's just great to be able to have a job where I get to listen to people. And there's these little nuggets of wisdom as well, like you just said with what Laura had said. That's her, like, I think sign off for crime analyst is be curious, trust your mm-hmm. instincts. It's, you know, and that's just so amazing with, I guess, listening to these people's experiences. Like, I really, I really do admire it. I remember uh, when Unfiltered first came out, the episode with case file host came out and I was listening to it and I actually I I just I loved it so much I resonated with so much one of the things you spoke about towards the end in that was the power of conversations and much like we've talked about the those ripple effects and the waves crashing and the impacts that sharing can have and you talked about that power of conversation and it was really really powerful for me to listen to, but it was also coming to me at a time where I was organizing uh, my second live event here in Melbourne. And it was really centered around that, the power of conversation and bringing lived experience into the spotlight. Um, And that's when I sent you an email and I've been lucky enough to connect with you from that point on, because it was just, it was just so cool. And then listening to you talk about it in a way that I really connected with as well, because like, you were saying before, we've all got these unique experiences and it's really great to connect with people who 
who you align with, but also who aren't yourself. You've got that difference, which I think is really profoundly amazing. Like we were saying before as well, like you've got the spiritual side and I'm this nerdy little scientist, but you've got this middle common ground. (laughs) I love that. Um, But yeah, no, I think that was a really cool thing for me to go through as well. Absolutely. And the event that you hosted, by the way, I always thought how incredible it would be to have a live event space that facilitated these types of conversations it's always been this floating idea in my mind so when you reached out and said that you were hosting this event I thought count me in and also the name of your podcast Reclaim Me is so incredible in itself because it says so much in that name how did you come up with it Reclaim Me I can't I think like as I started to ruminate on what the podcast would look like, I had so many ideas. There were so many different ways that I I knew that I wanted to do a podcast. I knew that I wanted to talk to survivors in some aspect. I didn't know what it looked like. Um, I remember having a conversation with a woman that I used to work with about um, her experiences in working with asylum seekers on Nauru. And I was like, I wonder if I could incorporate that level of storytelling or whistleblowing. And um, it just ended up being, as I refined the narrative, I kept kind of coming back to my own story. And I think at the end it was like, should I call it Reclaim Them? And it was like, no, because I wanted to be this catch capture of it being me, you know, and it mm. being each person's individual aspect each episode. So if the next person is, it's them, you know, reclaiming them, it's reclaim me to them. Um, And I wanted it to be this powerful perception of having gone through abuse and trauma is not the end. You know, there's so much life after abuse. There can be so much life after abuse. And I wanted to really highlight people's experiences and in them taking back the power where we could um, and it doesn't always have to be like this happy ending. It, it, it isn't all of the time. But one of the strong narrative points, I think, when people are sharing their story, like the sharing of the story is only such a small part of it. Sharing what happened is the smallest aspect. Talking about overcoming certain things, talking about all of the aspects that surround that, that's the biggest part of the story I felt as well. So, yeah, I, I think I yes. even actually wrote it on my fridge and I lived with two guys in a share house and I think I was like what do you think about this and they were just disinterested and (laughs) and yeah here we are yeah it's great (laughs) that is beautiful and it is about reclaiming me reclaiming you reclaiming us I it really really is and in every sense of that you know and as you said it extends way beyond the sharing of your story it's permitting yourself to experience bliss it's allowing yourself to laugh sometimes about how fucked it is you know it's it's everything that you go through and experience it's acknowledging that you got through it because if you're still here breathing and alive you got through it and like that in itself it's still there it still exists the memories within you but you're here and that in itself is remarkable so if anyone is listening I just hope that they find some peace within them 
even if yeah. it's for a moment in time, just allow yourself to sit in that peace because you've come so much farther than you can even imagine just by being here. And it's so much a part of being as, you know, as you went to the Amazon, it's so much of being somebody outside of the survival or the victim as well and being able to transform that into you as a whole person. And I think that's in something mm. That's been a big journey for me and been a big journey for so many people. And that's something I really wanted to reflect as well. And what I love about mm. you sharing that story that you've just shared with us and how your journey's gone, I think really shows that you can highlight that for a period of time, but there's so much more to you. There's this complexity, there's this desire, there's this spirituality, there's so many wonderful things that make up who you are as a person. And I really like the the focus or spotlight being on you as a whole. Yeah. And being able to step back into that survivor narrative when it serves me so I can serve others as an example, like having that option and that being my choice, again, is me controlling my narrative, not it controlling me. You know, I don't want to be walking into restaurants anymore telling the waiter that my dad was a pedophile. It's not helping me. (laughs) Or them. They don't want to drink their coffee. They want the bill and I don't want to see them again. (laughs) Uh, But it's also like I think, though, having some people connect with that, you saying that, that's where as well it's just like, you know what, so many people need to hear somebody say that because they've got parents who have done it or family members and it's just like there's going to be one person listening to this and they go same (laughs) and it's never to make fun of it but it's also to go oh my god like profoundly yes you know these real life examples this like literally was happening to me all the time I was like this poor old man's just trying to have his morning coffee you know, and here I am being like, process it for me. <laughs> oh my God. When I think back to it, it literally is hilarious. I don't know what up with me, honestly. I'm like, I was out of control. I think, oh like, my God. as you said, though, you being like such an extremely empathetic person, I think that some people would have really, really enjoyed the honesty. And it's not superficial. People always say they hate small talk. So I'm sure that you actually probably touched a lot of people. And and yes, it's confronting, but I'm sure that it wasn't as bad as, you know, that there's the cringe factor, but there's also the, I'm sure that he probably went home and it started like a a great conversation, maybe. A conversation. <laughs> Oh my God. That's that's definitely one way to look at it. I think Did I'm he- going to roll with that. If I could say one more thing, Maddie. Back to Silent Waves, another really important part of me telling my story was to abolish this narrative that there is any such thing as a perfect victim. So what I found when I was telling my story subconsciously, I had all of this bias that I was trying to hold myself to the standard of what I assumed was a perfect victim. And those assumptions were coming from what I was told by media, just in in general. And so it was really important for me to start the narrative 
of establishing myself as this perfect child and perfect victim so I could smash that facade because no such thing exists. And the same thing goes for when you're in your survivor and in the telling of your story to abolish that notion that there's any such thing as the perfect survivor. We're all unique. We've all got our differences and we're all inherently flawed in many ways. So in the telling of our stories, there's all of these moments where, you know, at times I contradict myself, maybe something I thought back then I don't, I no longer feel now. And just to allow myself to go through those notions that I'm just who I am and I'm not a perfect victim, there is no such thing. And so never subscribe to that. And that's what I wanted to portray in Silent Waves. Yeah, and that links into that whole, you know, where I speak to educating future juries. It's that we all have different narratives and things, and it really reflects back on, and I say this to a lot of people too, where it's like we need to focus on offenders. You know, we're we're so focused on pigeonholing victims into their actions surrounding or other things, and it doesn't take away from the fact, regardless of who you are, Nobody deserves to be sexually abused as a child. Nobody deserves to not have justice because of any other existential existential circumstances that may befall them and may be their fault or may not be. There's no reason, and I think that's why I always try and shift that narrative to talking to we need to focus more on the offender and their behaviours. And that's another way that I think that we can get outside of this sense and notion of victimness and being the perfect victim or being more of an innocent victim. Um, people say that mm-hmm. all the time. They were such an innocent victim and it's a misnomer. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. no, I really, really resonate with what you, you're saying and I think it's really important. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for holding this space today, Maddie. It was an incredible conversation. It's an honour to be with here with you. You too. And thank you for coming on. Thank you for being so candid, for sharing so much. Um, and to all of our listeners, please go jump on wherever you listen to podcasts, listen uh to silent waves it's a really good listen it's there's a number of episodes in there um and i really recommend it i've listened to it all the way through twice um and if you can (laughs) go and like subscribe write a review get around unfiltered um each week there's new episodes of interviews coming out that raquel is doing with people from around the world and it's it is profound. It is amazing. Um, so yeah, I really recommend going and doing that as well. So please get around unfiltered and thank you so much for joining me today, Raquel. I can't wait to keep following along your journey, Maddie. Love what you're doing and I'll see you soon. Thanks so much. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. What a way to end this episode with Raquel. Recording this with Raquel has been so amazing. And for me personally, this was a really transformative discussion. To hear Raquel speak about finding joy and bliss beyond the survivor narrative was so inspirational and it caused me to think about what I have in place for myself. I asked myself, when do I prioritize feeling joy and bliss in my life? And I realized that it was something that I needed to do more of, which led me on my own personal wellness journey uh, where I'm prioritizing more of the good. So thank you so much, Raquel, for coming onto the podcast and speaking so openly about the trauma you were subjected to as a child the impact on you as a young adult and the future exploration and impacts of sharing your story in such detail through silent waves as well. Listening now to Raquel using her life experience and outlook interviewing people each and every week on her new podcast, Unfiltered, is just fabulous as well. And it's so great to see her going from being 
the subject and narrator of Silent Waves, to interviewing these guests from all walks of life on Unfiltered, where they share real stories about justice and transformation. It is just an absolutely epic episode to finish 2023 on. From myself and Reclaim Me, we wish you all a happy new year. Don't forget that if you want to support Reclaim Me, continuing to deliver weekly podcasts like this, you can join the Patreon cheer squad via the link in the show notes of this episode. And additionally, if you want to join the Survivor Support Network, learn more about Reclaim Me and the interview process or submit your interest in sharing your own story on the podcast, please head to our website at www.reclaimme.com.au. Big love, fam. We'll see you next year. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you do need help or support, please reach out to those crisis services or suggested resources in the show notes for this episode. Have a look after yourself and make sure that you're doing and taking the time that you need to process the information or to process anything that may have come up that was triggering for you. Lastly, I do have one ask. Can you please take the time to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any platform that you listen to Reclaim Me on? This helps tremendously with me reaching additional people and making sure that we get the word out there that there is no shame or stigma that should be associated with being a victim of these crimes. If you could also share this podcast with somebody you may know, as you may not be a survivor yourself, but you sure as hell know one. Thank you again. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.